Oh. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, yeah, we're live. We are live. Uh, so this is, oh, let me get, fucking, there we go. Uh, this is uh, an idea, Andy, I think Andy came up with it first, to uh, have a kind of end of summer show slash Halloween. So it's going to be a little different than usual because we're not going to like talk about well, we might get some crazy shit, but we're going to do like very story stuff. Probably and... no politics today, guys. Yeah, so if sorry. that's what you're tuning in for, <laughs> I mean, next I mean week, that is the scariest of all the creepy pastas. <laughs> so it, the biggest thing is if you look in the show notes or the description of this video, I have the StreamYard link there. If anybody who's listening wants to call in and share a scary story or just say hi and shoot the shit, that's fine too. I got a couple people I know that are going to be doing that. At some point, I don't know when, but and we're gonna have people popping in and out. It's just gonna be a nice, nice, good old fashioned hang on a Monday. And we got, so we got Andy, we got Janet, and Diego from Watch the Collapse. Right? That is, yes, awesome. God, that's so Hello. cool. Now I don't know what you really look like, though. So I'll <laughs> your YouTube. Well, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, you, you. And I even have creepy music and stuff like this. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, what's this one? Oh, that one's dumb. I don't even know why I put that one in there. That's some music that should go in the back rooms when you talk about your story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so well, I'll just start it out because I, uh, I have my shit pulled up right now. I'm going to do... This is something called the back rooms, and I was talking to Andy and Janet before the show about it, and it's something I'd never heard of before. I have never heard of it either. <laughs> Yeah, I figured it's one guy, right? I haven't. So it's, I just looked up as a description the Wikipedia. We all, you know, love Wikipedia, but it started as an urban legend and creepypasta describing an endless maze of randomly generated office rooms and other environments. So I have a picture, and this is the picture that kind of comes up when you search back rooms, and it's just creepy shit. And it, I actually, the reason I thought it was real is because it was like falling out of the matrix type of thing where people would like fall through a wall and then get stuck in this creepy ass area and it smells like uh let me see it says like, like moist carpet yeah <laughs> that's what it smells like moist carpet fluorescent lights that buzzing and apparently sometimes people would see like creatures in there and stuff so i had to look it up because i'm like what the fuck how are people escaping to tell about this and then jen's like no it's it's fake i'm like oh fuck. well so they just they find the phone you know they find the phone footage but the person's gone the giveaway for me when my 16 year old showed it to me not just that the fact that my teenager was showing me was a dead giveaway that it was fake is that everyone <laughs> everyone in the videos is all like gen z like all of them <laughs> so i was like oh this isn't real there's not one adult in this fucking thing they're just doing but it's still really cool a really interesting concept yeah so it said uh Another anonymous user commented on the photo with the first story about the backrooms claiming that one enters the, the backrooms when they no-clip out of reality in the wrong areas, which is a video game-related term originating from Doom. So it's like, uh, you know, like when you're playing a video game and you, like, go somewhere you're not supposed to and your character gets stuck and starts glitching out? It's something clipping. like that. Clipping. Yeah. Clipping. So is this so, where uh, Katy Perry ended up after her show? <laughs> I think it's where she came Probably. from. I think she escaped from the back room and came into our reality. So this is an example. It's pretty short, um, but this is an example of the back room. So this is written from first-person perspective, I guess. It was approximately 12.15 when I entered the Johnson County Community Health Clinic. I was there for an appointment I had set up weeks ago, just a routine checkup. 
It wasn't, it wasn't a new place for me. I had been there a couple times before. However, the place had an odd nostalgic feel to it as if it were a location from my childhood or something, and I could never pinpoint exactly what this feeling was or where it came from. As I walked in, an overwhelming feeling of deja vu swept over me. The hum of the flickering fluorescent lights, the white tile flooring, the muted beige paint. It's very fucking descriptive. Let's get to the part where he flips out. Uh, so he's checking in at the doctor's office, and then... He goes and sits. Hang on, I'm skipping shit. So she handed me a clipboard which had a simple fill out form. I walked back to the waiting room, took a seat, and began to fill out the form. I was about halfway done with my with filling in my information when I slumped back in my chair. I hadn't got much sleep the night prior and I was exhausted. As I slumped back, I noticed something very peculiar. My head never hit the wall. In fact, it felt like it went in. I got up quite frightened and looked at the wall. Nothing. Not a single hole, dent, nothing. So I reached to touch the wall, and my fingers went through it. And suddenly, I lost my balance, tripped, and fell directly through the wall. I fell face first into some dirty tan carpeting. And this is where he describes that picture that I put up there. And then it goes on and on. Uh, and he's so at the end, he says, I'm still there. I haven't left. I've accepted my fate. In fact, I can actually hear footsteps. I wonder who that is. And that's when it kind of goes into some of the weird creatures and shit that people are talking about seeing in there. So that's about the extent of it. I mean, I, if you want to look into that more for some fucking reason, go for it. But it's, uh, I just thought it was uh, something you could bring up on. on it's a super Halloween cool. Show. It's like alternate dimensions or just different dimensions of reality is always a cool concept. Have you guys people ever seen the movie Vivarium? Oh, I've heard of that. Isn't who's in that? Good one. Uh, two famous people. I don't oh know. yes. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really good though. I can't remember the name of the dude. Uh, maybe Michael Sarah or the other guy that looks like Michael Sarah. Mm. He has two mm. actors like that. Um, Templates. But, but yeah, they just go into this uh, this neighborhood looking at a house, and the guy who's taking them there is clearly like either an alien or some weird creature. He just behaves very oddly, and when he takes them in, they are stuck and they can't get out. It's like an endless sea of houses, and they just try to get out the whole time, but they can't. It's a very good movie though. It's very backrooms. Yeah, yeah. They've done yeah, so much with the backrooms. I think it originated from like one guy making films and pretending that they were real. And the reason why it was like kind of viral is because it seemed like it was real. But like they've done video games. There's like four different video games on it now, which I actually have seen conspiracy videos where it's actually just footage from the video game. I'm like, oh man. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> It's an interesting concept when you think about the uh, simulation theory type thing, you know, where you would think something like that would happen if we are in a simulation. You would clip out, you know, and get stuck in a weird Easter egg. Maybe area. that's what time slips are or lost missing time. Who knows? Mm. Oh, there's peeps here. All right. We got Brandon Whoa. in the house. Hey, Brandon! Reality. Happy Halloween, Brandon. Hey, thank you. You look so good. Y'all all look so good. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to turn you up a little, Brandon. You're kind of low. Yeah, I know. I'm Let's get working real high. on some stuff with the board. I'm changing some things over. There, you're better. Now. Know, and right? then we got Drew. Drew missing from Missing the Point. Oi, mate. Hi. Hey, what guys. Up, how you going? How's it going? Hey, what man. time is it? Over oh, yeah, you know. Uh, Thank you. It is about noon. Post Weird. Halloween, so I'm ahead of you guys. Nice. <laughs> He's in November right now. He's a time traveler. So I know Drew was reading the story. He told me about it earlier and sent me some pictures. Let me see if I can 
find those look i i literally I'm, i've been shedding so i'm not sick i'm healing right um so i literally just wanted to hop on and say happy halloween i love the shit out of all y'all so much uh and uh thank you again janet that thing was so cool today i listened to it and it was so badass thank you again oh thanks um, for doing it it was such an honor to have you read for me that was fun it was so much fun anyway i love the shit out of all y'all happy halloween Happy uh, Halloween, man. I'm I'm healing. I'm not sick. I'm healing. I'm just shedding. That's all it is. All right. Thank y'all. Love y'all. <laughs> all, right. Later, Love you, Thank you. all right. So uh-huh. <laughs> See, this is fun. I like this whole Brandon. talk at the tavern kind of thing where people jump in and out. Yeah. Is Bo's nice. coming on? I mean, no, this... he, he has to get up earlier. He, he can Ow. never make uh like weekday shows at our time because he has to get up so fucking early. Yeah, he's like Ben. All right. I think I found the pictures. Hang on, Drew. I'm going to try to pull those up so you can tell your story. Cause it's no worries. Weird fucking. Is thing. it your story? Is this something that happened to you personally? Yeah, this is my story. Here's my sound coming through. I'm just using my phone at the moment, just making sure. It's good. Your sound sounds great. There might be a yeah. little delay, but you sound really good. It's good. All right. Awesome. All right. Cool. No All worries. Right, here we go. Um, yeah. Personal story of mine. Yes, when I was about story, yeah. four or five years old. Cool. So when I was a little kid, pre-kinder, my dad bought a XY Falcon, a 1979 Ford. It was going to be his restoration project. And he sat it up the back of our property while he was building the house. And he was had the intentions of eventually restoring it and having it as a, a, a weekender. And ever since we got it, I was deathly afraid of that car and wouldn't go anywhere near it. And anytime my dad or my mom or sisters tried to take me up to it, I'd be kicking and screaming and, and just run away from it. And they never knew, knew why I was doing it. And eventually it got to the point where my mom sat me down and said, you know, what's going on? Why are you so scared of this car? And I told her that, you know, the man in the car is watching me. My mom said, oh, you know, what car, what man's watching? He said, the man with the big eyes, he's sitting there and he's watching me. And I sat down with her and she said, you draw this man for me. And I sat down and I drew a picture of, what would later be described as a alien grey with a big almond-shaped eyes. And then the photo that's on the screen at the moment is a photo we found years later in an old family photos box. Um, and my sister picked it up and said, holy shit, you will not believe what's in this photo. And we actually captured it. So have no idea what it was, but it's creepy that the photo picked it up years later. Yeah. Shut is- the fuck up. This holy is an actual shit. photo from your family mm-hmm. photos right here. Like yeah, legit one. Yep. No way. Yeah, oh, good. nope, 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 nope. Okay, nope. okay, okay. Got to play devil's advocate, though. I do kind of see, but it, it would be huge if it was a dog. But I kind of see, like, it could be a dog's face. But Jesus, that would be a Unicorn. monstrous dog. <laughs> that is weird. Whatever it is, it looks like it's got. Well, a I huge look at it. It almost looks a bit. Yeah, it's got. Go like, ahead. Large head and those almond-shaped eyes. I, I look at it. I look at it now and it almost looks like um, an owl. And it's really weird that it's owls are synonymous with ET sightings or encounters. And that's what it kind of looks like an owl or something with big armor shaped eyes. Yeah. Holy crap. That yeah, is so creepy. scary. It almost looks like a ram a little bit too, like a goat or a ram, like a really enlarged head of like some sort of, I don't know bovine creature yeah and if you're listening on audio uh check out the video if you want to see that creepy ass picture decide for yourself that's a 
crazy story. Weird. Especially did you ever have? Did you, you have any alien encounters or any like UFO sightings later in life, Drew? I did. Yeah, I had a um uh, an occasion where I experienced lost time. Ooh. Oh, we were just talking about lost time. Tell us those stories, please. Today is the day for it. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was coming back home late one night down um, a, a regional highway. I live out in the sticks in Victoria, which is a state of Australia and a regional area. And I was driving home late one night. And it's a trip that usually would take me oh, 30, 40 minutes. And I was traveling down this highway all by myself in the car. And a big set of lights came up behind me. And it's synonymous in an area that a lot of the young guys get around four-wheel drives with big floodlights on. So I naturally just assumed it was a young guy driving up behind me with floodlights. And the light was really bright and intense. And I thought, geez, this guy's got to turn his, his lights off because it's, it's actually blinding me. And the lights never came off. And really quickly, it came up the side of my ute, passed me. And as it passed me, my ute died, stopped dead in its tracks engine cut out everything and it passed me and i sat there and thought geez what's going on with the car tried to start it wouldn't start eventually the light disappeared ahead of me my car started up and i proceeded to drive home on the drive home had a blinding headache bit of a migraine got out of the car and looked at my watch and what had normally been a half an hour to 40 minute trip was more than an hour and a half nearly two hours holy crap that is uh, that's a story we've we've listened to lots of ufo stories but that's a very typical story where everything shuts down like an emp hits your car doesn't move or run and then there's bright lights don't remember shit so do you remember have you ever tried to do like regression or tried to think back to that time to remember the time frame between the car passing you and when you started it back up again is there any sort of fogginess there no i haven't your butt you check your butt after that. <laughs> Completely unmolested, which is a plus, a big plus. Um, uh, I'm probably too much of a big wuss to go and get any kind of regression because I would really hate it if I was molested. <laughs> I don't know. It might not be so bad. Depends they let you live. It. I mean, they keep sending you back. So apparently you're one of the good ones. Oh, I don't know about that. Seems a bit sketchy either way. I don't think I'd like to be uh, going through that again, that's for sure. The headache was bad enough. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ugh. Well, Diego, you haven't said more than two fucking words. How's it going, dude? I know. You got any stories or anything? Or you just want to talk what? shit? I said you got what any stories think? or anything? Or Stories? Creepy stories? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, yeah, I have one. You want me to tell it? Yeah. yeah. So, I was Coming home one day, I was in my 20, like, I was 21 years old or something like that. And it's like at home and I started watching videos, but it was late, right? And YouTube videos about conspiracies and stuff. And then I started to think about whatever they were saying, right? And I don't know, suddenly I realized my whole life was a lie. So, yeah. So that's a creepy story. <laughs> that's the spookiest one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. The haunted yeah. house that lives in your head. <laughs> yeah. Janet, have you ever seen any crazy stuff in the hospital? Uh, never in the hospital. 
Um, and my creepy stories don't involve like aliens or anything like that. Um, mine are about dead people contacting. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Even better. And this happened really recently. Uh, Ghost was on an episode with Elle. And she sent me the episode and she's like, you have to watch this video. And so um, I'm watching the video and then all of a sudden, like, they're using these, what are they, uh, like EMP devices or, uh, you know, where they use them uh, to contact, like, the oh, other yeah, side or whatever. The EVP or... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they're using those. They Ghost has one and then Ellie and Mike download the app. And so they're both using that. And all these names start coming through. And I swear to God, it was like people were screaming. Like the entities in the room were like screaming over one another to like get my attention. And this female name came through the, like the whole entire name. And I'm like, well, that was weird. And so I looked it up and everything that was coming through on their EVP meters was about, um, it was like uh, religious verses and um, ab abuse and stuff like that. And uh, like a horrid death and whatever. And that's exactly what I found on this person when I went to look up her name. So <clears throat> I had to stop the episode multiple times because you could actually see entities on on the video while they're talking and i was like okay yeah so they were coming through loud and clear and i told her i'm like um yeah it took me about uh four hours to get through the whole episode because wow. i had to keep turning it off because that's all i kept hearing was just spirits talking so yeah, damn, that's creepy. Very and uncomfortable. Crazy ghost stories. Uh, real quick, the uh, oh. uh, for anybody who's I'm just sorry. joining, we have the link to call in if you have a story or want to talk in the description of the video. So just you can use your phone like Drew is. You can just jump on. You don't even have to do video. Just do it like a call in or something. But yeah, I'll toss it over to Andy. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys want to hear? You guys want to hear like a personal Bigfoot, possible Bigfoot story first, and yeah. before I read the. Bigfoot creepypasta. So yeah. I think I've, I think I've told this before, like a long time ago. I'm not even on sure on whose podcast, but uh, my friend and I were up in New Hampshire where we often go climbing and we usually start at night because that's more fun and no one's around. So we were hiking. We were probably about five miles off of any road and we start noticing something's following us. We keep hearing little sticks breaking and this and that. And my buddy looks back at one point and can see eyes like coming through, you know, the light glimmering off of them. So we know we're being followed and we're thinking it's a bear. So the whole time we're thinking it's a black bear and we're kind of prepared for a possible run in at some point with this bear. And so we keep going. We probably go for another couple miles after we knew we were being kind of stalked. And it's really common up there for black bears to kind of stalk hikers and not to kill them, but to steal their snacks, you know? Yeah. So we uh, eventually noticed that it wasn't behind us anymore. We just kind of forgot about it. And then we started hearing it in front of us a few hundred, few hundred yards up. And 
the the thing is up in New Hampshire, there's all these switchback trails and connecting trails, so you loop around trails. This thing, whatever it was, had come up the had was smart enough to take the other trail and like come up the other way and basically cut us off. And instead of from, coming from behind us, now it's in front of us. And so it gets to the point where this thing is close enough where we start getting kind of creeped out where our senses are heightened and we're on edge a little bit. We both have big knives drawn, you know, hoping that'll do something. And we're just surrounded by big, thick, huge pine trees, massive pine trees. That's what it all is up there. And this thing's probably about 20 feet away at this point. And what the hell? I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like visualize it now, but um, we both had headlamps on at this point. Or no, we didn't have headlamps on yet because it was like just getting to be dusk at this point. So we just barely could see, but not enough to make out what this thing was at all. But it at one point growled at us and didn't sound like a bear. It sounded kind of like, I don't know, almost human. Like it was like a big dude. And that's when my buddy decided to make ape noises at it. And so my buddy just starts going, ooh, 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 like that. And then this thing, whatever it was, we see the shadow of it get much bigger and stand over us and shake the tree next to him. And the tree, we're talking, these friggin' pine trees are like 10, 12 inches wide. And this thing is shaking like just a branch. And it roars at us. And then we're thinking, okay, maybe a bear, but its behavior is clearly not bear-like. And that's when both of us just muster the best death metal screams we could and just at it. And then it just got small and quieter and quieter and walked the other way. And then at the end of that night, we ended up getting to a spot on a cliff making a huge bonfire and fucking sleeping right on the cliff with the fire behind us closer to the woods. And we made it through and we didn't see anything for the rest of the time. But a while later, my friend brought up that time to me and reminded me that we had seen an orb of some kind on the way into that hike, which come to think of it now, like, you know, hearing all the stories I've heard now, I realize the correlation between like Bigfoot stories and orbs are like nearly synonymous. So it was, it was just a, uh, yeah, pretty weird incident for sure. That That is weird. You, and you do could... hear a lot of uh, alien and orb stories with Bigfoot. Sorry, Drew. Yeah. I know we have a, we have a lag. Sorry. That's... Delay. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid delay. I might jump off and go to my laptop. It might be easier. Just a quick clarifying question there, Andy. Was yes. it holding a hammer and did it say, where's Nancy, where's Nancy? <laughs> yes. Did it have zip ties on it? You know, I was really freaked out, man. He, I, I could just be blocking it out. He could have said that. <laughs> no missing All we know is it was huge and we, like, we checked the tree in the morning. We're like, yeah, this thing was shaking like a tiny little branch. But it was just so this weird. huge, nearly immovable pine tree. Like, yeah, so we were pretty speechless and kind of always have been about it. I never really thought too much about it until I started making that orb correlation. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is maybe there's more to this, man. And then, of course, I find out later that the White Mountains National Forest in New Hampshire is 
technically a UFO hotspot and has been since like the 60s. Interesting. Jeez. We'll have to go check it out again. So we got a, a couple people in the I remember uh, story rooms. now. Oh, go for it, dude. Yeah, so I don't know if it's a creepy story, but it's paranormal, I think. So I was a kid, like eight or nine years old, and I had a nightmare. And it was about my grandfather uh, coming to our house to visit. And he lived very far away in real life, right? And so he came to our house and he brought snakes. And in front of our house, he started cutting them open and taking their blood out of it and like spreading them around the garden. And so it was full of blood, like red blood. I don't know if snakes have uh, red blood, but it was all over. And so I woke up from the nightmare, right? And then I went to tell my mom I was very frightened. And I told her about it, about my grandfather cutting snakes. And I told her I was very, very afraid. I, I would never say that to my mom, because why would you talk about your dreams or nightmares? But that one was like very, very unusual. And I kept repeating it to her. I was a kid, so I was very afraid. And a few hours later, my grandfather died. Oh, weird. And yeah, some premonition shit. It was the only time I ever dreamt of. It was the day I had a nightmare about him cutting up, cutting open snake. Weird. Oh, that does sound like some, some premonition type mm -hmm. stuff. Absolutely. Uh, so our, our callers will call them, even though it's uh, on StreamYard. Uh, I did have to say, hello, big country in the chat, whiskey, beer, and conspiracies. Uh, he Woo! says, tell you... Tell Janet she is a smoke show, and scariest thing to think of during this Halloween is to think that women have the right to vote. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to bring in Murph. Our buddy Murph, he was just on the show yesterday. Hey, uh, Tub Turkey Podcast. Check it out. And Happy like Halloween, a, Murph. He'll be Happy Halloween, y'all. Thanks. What's going on, Murph? You just uh, sidelining, or you got a story, or what? No, I I don't have any stories. I was just calling in, <laughs> celebrating. Cool, oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's thanks uh, for joining us. Well, we'll bring in Andrew then, Andrew B. And this is actually going to be kind of like a call in because there's no video. What's up, dude? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes sir. sir. I'm not sure why my audio is working, but my video is not. So that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, whatever. All right. So, anyways, I've got two things to share. The first cool. one is not really Halloween like related, but when I was in boot camp, my RDC in the Navy, uh, he was Native American, and he told us this really fucking crazy like Native American story about his alcoholic uncle that was going to a bar every single night and would drive home drunk every single day. And one night he would uh, encounter this large like stallion type of horse that was like running next to the to the truck and would bash into the truck and um no matter how fast he went the horse just kept uh going faster and it was, it's a big long story and he said it was even posted in the uh new mexico like newspapers that this actually happened because there was like a police report that happened and it was like a big white horse that was like just bashing into his uncle's truck and as after that incident happened he said his uncle never drank again from that point forward so in boot camp we only get six hours of sleep every night so when all of a sudden you're they're called rdc's instead of a drill instructor but it's the same concept 
when all of a sudden at two o'clock in the morning, you see your RDC with a big fucking horse like helmet on with a cape and running around the outside of the perimeter of the fucking place. It just scares the living shit out of you. And that actually happened and it woke everybody up and everyone just started fucking creeping out because he just told us this ghost story and then all of a sudden the same fucking night he does the exact same thing. Just scaring the shit out of people. Bugged out. But uh <laughs> that was just a really weird thing to encounter when you're you know, you're you're going through basic training in the military and you're getting fucked with like that. Yeah. But, um, so I live down here in Silicon Valley, which is really close to this place called um, the Winchester Mystery House. If people have never heard of that before, very uh, cool. Yeah, they do. I don't know if they're still doing it. I haven't checked this year, but they have been for a long time doing Halloween parties there. And what the Winchester Mystery House is, for people that are not aware of it, are <coughs> it's the the Winchester is the rifle a very popular rifle and the person that created it, the guy that created it, um, he died and left his entire fortune over to his wife who got super paranoid. And she started building all these, all these rooms in her mansion. And every single night she would sleep in a different room. And there's like a hundred rooms or something like that. And it's just really fucking creepy. I've never been there. I don't want to go there, but I've driven past it. Uh, on a regular basis and it's it's really fucking creepy because she thought the ghosts of all of the Native Americans that the rifle killed were ha now haunting her so that might be something worth looking into Ooh, there's out. a movie about that oh yeah we watched that not too long ago uh, real quick uh, I gotta introduce Cretched from OBDM it's one of our favorite shows yes and Hell we're yeah. glad he's here. He's, he's like, he doesn't have a ghost story. He's just here to ridicule, which is fucking perfect. <laughs> that's like, yeah. that's, that is Cretchen's job on the show is to ridicule. So what's up, dude? Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be the uh, scully to your molder and just tell you it's all airplanes or birds or owls or shit. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> birds aren't real anyway. So <laughs> dude, mosquitoes aren't either. Have you seen the serial numbers on mosquitoes? I don't know if that's photoshopped or not, but it's creepy if it's real. Some of them are real. <laughs> I've definitely killed some, so I know some of them are. And I've eaten them, too. Uh, and then we also got the other two from Watch the Collapse. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's going on? What's up? Nice Over there hitting, hitting the blunts. Hardcore. We're getting spooky. We're rolling them on our uh, Necronomicon. <laughs> oh, We're ready for the night. <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween. All right. Yeah. What do Anybody else do anything? Yeah, I don't know. We're just here to hang. And you can tell your, your Bigfoot, you have some Bigfoot stuff that you oh, want to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got some cool stuff. Well, you know, it's cool, too, that you brought up, like, the back rooms, because I do have an, uh, a, a cool, creepy story. Have you guys heard of the Endless Ikea? No. Uh, no, nah, nobody? That sounds, that sounds true <laughs> and terrifying at the same time. So this is pretty hey, neat. So this, this comes from a uh, an anthology series that is I think it started as like a Reddit, a subreddit or something, but it's called the SCP archives. And it's basically a set of horror stories, um, but they're kind of written in a way that it's like from the perspective that the reader is a new agent put on the case 
from this secret organization that kind of keeps the lid on all the crazy shit going on. So this is pretty cool. And this is SCP-3008. And it is the Endless Ikea. So let me uh, start off here. Incident 3008-1 at 37 on blank redacted redacted a human male exited scp 3008 followed 10 seconds later by an instance of scp 3008-2 scp 3008-2 caught and killed the man before itself being terminated by armed response personnel this incident represents the only time an instance of SCP-3008-2 has been seen exiting SCP-3008. A full autopsy on the corpse was performed, C-3008-2. The man was carrying an IKEA-branded journal, seeming to document his time in SCP-3008-1. Transcribe below verbatim. So here we go. This is this man's journal entry. All right. So I'm writing this to document what I can only assume is my sudden descent into insanity. I can't possibly be that bad a navigator, and yet as I write this, I've been trapped in Ikea for two days. I haven't seen another person in the entire time I've been here. I thought it was a prank at first. Turn the place into a maze, get all the people out, and see how long it takes me to get lost. Then everyone has a good old laugh. Realized that wasn't the case when I tried to backtrack. Everything had changed, so I ended up lost. Instead of the exit, it was just row of, after row of bookcases. So I'm trapped in Ikea. Sounds like the setup for a bad joke. The lights went out at 10 p.m. Nearly gave me a fucking heart attack. That loud electrical thunk sound and then pitch blackness. Place is full of beds, though, and my phone has a torch on it, but no damn signal. So I found a bed and went to sleep. Spent most of the next day trying to find my way out with no luck. Did find a restaurant serving those meatballs, though. So at least I won't starve. That's probably the punchline to that joke. Anyway, they were still warm and fresh, but I haven't seen anyone around who could have cooked them. Made my way back to the beds before the lights cut out again, since it's too dark to search with them off. It's 9, 10 a.m. now. The lights came back on with a little, a little while ago. I'm sure I've searched the entire area around where I came in now, and the exit obviously isn't here. So I'm going to pick a direction and hope for the best. Day three of my magical Ikea mystery adventure. If I wasn't sure that there was something seriously weird about this place before, I am now. Walked for three hours in a more or less straight line before I came across a ladder next to one of those huge stock shelves they have here. Climbed up to get my bearings, and it looks like this place just stretches on forever. Like that scene from The Lion King, except instead of trees and grass, it was all shelves and tables and crap. Was this I guy did on see DMT? A... What's up, man? Was he on DMT? i did see a person moving not too far away though so i headed over thought it was a staff member at first it was wearing the uniform and maybe it was maybe freakish seven foot tall monster with long arms short legs and no faces are just the kinds of things they want working at super ikea (laughs) damn thing completely ignored me though and with no eyes or ears i can't even be sure it knew i was there Thought about shoving it or something to get its attention, but its hands were big enough to crush a watermelon, so I decided against it. It just kept moving along, and eventually I lost sight of it, so I decided to carry on. Anyway, no comfy bed for me tonight. Looks like I've entered the improbably hard and pointy table section of the store. Guess I'll have to make do with some bunched-up tablecloths. 
phone battery died during the day too. Didn't work anyway, but I feel like I've just lost some vital lifeline. You ever see one of those cartoons where they're going through doors in a hallway and they just pop out of another door in the same hallway? That's how I feel right now. I've seen nothing but the same identical bookshelf for two days now, just row after row after row. I mean, come on. I love books as much as the next guy, but this is excessive. I'm obviously still moving forward though. I can see the signs hanging overhead, passing by too bad. None of them say exit. Not sure who I was addressing that question to. Let's just say it was practice for the autobiography. I'm going to write when I get out of here, I'll call it my perfectly normal trip to a regular, regular Ikea. Finally found some other people. Yeah, it turns out I'm not the only poor bastard trapped in here. Lucky for me, I guess. My sixth night here, two of these staff things came at me in the dark. Different from the first one I saw, but still messed up. Heard them coming. They were saying the store was closed and I had to leave the building. All nice and polite-like. I'm not sure which part of that was weirder. That they don't have mouths or that they were apparently trying to kill me while they were saying it. Came at me like rabid dogs. So I legged it, sprinting through Ikea in the dark like a fucking madman. I saw it when I cleared another stand of those giant stock shelves, all lit up with torches and floodlights. They've built a whole town in here. Got a massive wall built out of shelves and beds and tables and whatever else. I swear to God, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Anyway, I guess they saw me coming, or maybe they heard my girlish bellows of fear, because they had a gate open and two people were there waving me in. Heard the staff thing slam into the gate behind me after it closed. Still politely informing us all that the store was now closed. They wandered off eventually, though. How's this so far? You guys liking this? You guys? Yeah, this is funny. This story would be more believable if it was found written on the cards that are in Ikea, just written in the pencil that you have to write the Swedish words on and then go find it downstairs later. It just sounds like a normal trip to Ikea to me. I don't. Where's the guy who comes and tells him to put a mask on? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I went into an IKEA one time. I got lost, even with all the directions. I never went back in. I'm, I'm done. Did you guys hear this story a couple of years ago where someone went in and switched all the arrows in an IKEA and made it so they just walked in an endless circle? <laughs> so funny. That might be what this guy was encountering. Silly prank. So this one's it's this one's really long. So I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it's yeah, it gets really creepier where like these things just start becoming more and more monster-like and start destroying all the bases that they try to put up. And eventually this guy finds the exit and writes his last note, and then it kind of picks up where we where we started, where the agents literally observed a guy run out and then get chased by one of the staff and murdered. <laughs> so that's that's our guy that we like we had this time getting to know it's pretty pretty wild story oh, that, is that presented that's as cool. something that's supposed to be true or is it like a backroom type thing so this is the weird thing this i've been th there's like a billion of these and you can write your own so you can just add to the scp archives you just got to follow the format and do a few things oh that's pretty neat. Way. really cool and people get so creative and i do have another one i'll preview too that's really awesome it's about bigfoot cool. but yeah what's creepy is that you can do it yourself and anyone can upload them and some of them being like you know conspiracy theory minded it's like hmm this is a little too wacky but not for the reasons that they're kind of telling this story you know it's very I wonder how many people actually died in an Ikea because they couldn't get out. They just couldn't find the exit. <laughs> 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 
You never know. Well, how many guys die in there of boredom when you're getting dragged around by your wife? That's a yeah. <laughs> the meatballs are the only saving grace. And the child jail, Obviously. right when you walk in, you can stick your kids in this little cage oh where, yeah. <laughs> where some other day watches them while you aimlessly wander. Uh, are you checking our uh, our candy? We're, we set a bowl of candy out by the front door. <laughs> yeah. I know Cretchen's on a candy break too, but yeah, we set a bowl of candy by the front door and just let kids oh, come Oh, look take at these fuckers. Shit. They're just stuffing their bags. Oh, no. You I can talk, talk to, to them. them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn to Turon. Dude, my five year old. We, so we were in a candy life. fight with the neighbors a little bit ago. It was kind of interesting. Really? really? Candy fight? Yeah, we were just whipping candy back and forth across the street. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That sounds fun. Happy it's like great. Like you want to get hit. <laughs> sounds like you're just sharing. <laughs> Trade. Time of year. Sounds <laughs> like a Tuesday night. Happy Halloween before you throw it, you're okay. Hey, speaking yeah. of that, why do people say happy Halloween? Like, isn't Halloween supposed to be like a dark, demonic? Yeah. Like kind of like holiday and people. Oh, happy demonic holiday! Yeah, I hope <laughs> well, not Halloween. Well, Halloween was the, was originated from Samhain, which was they were really just celebrating the end of the summer and the harvest. So it would maybe make sense that they were happy about it. And for Christians, yeah. it's all Saints Day, so they just. Have you guys heard Randall Carlson's take on Halloween? Uh, no. That's pretty wild. Uh, he just goes into all these examples throughout time and different cultures, like all pointing to different things that like relate to the symbols of Halloween from different cultures, not just ours, but all around the world. And he basically suggests in a very detailed manner that the Day of the Dead, Halloween, all these celebrations that happen everywhere is like the ultimate remembrance for the time that like everybody died. When like this huge impact happened, like they even talk about like a witch on a broom as like symbolic for like the torrid meteor stream. He mm. goes into some crazy shit with that. And Day but of the it, Dead is uh, in Mexico, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's Days of the Dead, you know, like right. all around the world, scattered around. Yeah, the Indians have Diwali. Like yeah. he was hit. My understanding is the trick or treat origin um, comes from druids. And they would go knock on people's doors and demand that the husband of the house gave somebody up for a sacrifice. And if they didn't, then they would leave a burning turnip, like a jack-o'-lantern style type of thing, on the porch of that person's house. And then the other druids would go get them to kidnap a family member out of the house. And that was their, since they didn't get a treat given to them, that was the trick. And they would go and do a lot of human sacrifices. My understanding of where it comes from as well. See, that's, wow. yeah, and mean, that's how gun laws were started. I mean, even we call, <laughs> we call children kids, which is a baby goat used in a yep. sacrifice. You know, it eventually evolved into the idea that, that the evil spirits would try to break into your house and steal your food, so they left food outside so the yep. ghosts would come in the house as well. Mm. Yep. I think it was Pope Gregory the Eighth. Um, he, he went by Gregory the Great. He, if I'm not mistaken, was the one who started to take the scary pagan holiday and, you know, um, normalize it into Christianity and make it seem a little more friendly and acceptable. How many As they did with all holidays. Halloween? Is it like, I know the United States and most of Europe, but like, does like Nigeria celebrate Halloween? Um, they do here sure. in Chile. I'm in Chile, by the way. Oh. I'm Chilean. 
they do not yeah. probably not in the way that we do as Halloween, you know. Well, I mean, like let's, today. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, no, let's look it up. <laughs> well, there's probably different versions. Dia de Muertos. Um, I think Switzerland has its own version. A lot of those places, there's been different versions of like Christmas and Santa Claus as well. You know, they they, yeah. they make it fit whoever they're trying to control. Oh, dude, Santa Claus is way creepier than Halloween. Motherfucker that just invades your house and leaves shit for you. Like, <laughs> I've heard lots and watches of you while you sleep. That. Yes, Dude, Krampus is one of my new favorite Christmas time movies. Oh, Krampus is metal as fuck. I would take him such a great Yeah, well, Santa. Man, you want to do yours? Like, your story? Nah, I just found some lame Reddit stories okay. that were just funny and well, those are good. probably hey, not true. But well, they weren't. I mean, okay. So I found one that this guy he was a uh, an anesthesiologist, and he talked about the hospital he worked at and how it was he just had some weird experiences all right so he says all right this this is on reddit and it was the thread was has anyone had any weird experiences working in the graveyard or late night shift so a bunch of the stories were pretty short this one's a little longer but i'll try to abbreviate it so this guy says i worked as an anesthesiologist and we're routinely part of the cardiac arrest code team of the hospital when a cardiac arrest call comes over our pagers we need to get their asap the hospital I work at is at a new building, but it's attached to the old and now mostly empty hospital by a link bridge. The old hospital is about 150 years old and was built on the site of an old Roman fort. It only has a few wards open on it. I've come across some strange occurrences as a doctor working nights in a hospital, but this shook me to the core and has made me question everything. So anyway, he receives a call, cardiac arrest call at 4 a.m. to one of the wards in the old hospital. So he's running towards the old hospital through the link bridge. And he sees this guy running towards him and the guy asks where the morgue is. And this guy has crazy white frazzled hair. He has a distinctive mole. He's wearing hospital pajamas. Um, he just says he looked a bit like Albert Einstein, wild white hair, a big bushy mustache and wearing a gold medallion style necklace that poked out from his hairy chest and hospital pajamas. He also had a large distinctive hairy mole. Excuse me, sir. Can you help me? He called out as I ran past him. I slowed down momentarily to a quick walk and said, yeah, but I have to be quick. I'm on my way to an emergency. And the guy said, I was just wondering if you could tell me where the morgue is. I wasn't 100% sure where the mortuary was in the new hospital. But I said, you'll have to ask someone at reception. I'll, they'll be able to direct you. Sorry, got to go. I carried on without running or without looking back. For a second, it briefly crossed my mind as to why a patient was looking for the mortuary at 4 a.m. I didn't give it too much further thought and made my way to the ward where the cardiac arrest call came from. As I made my way onto the ward, the ward nurses were directing me to the patient bed space where the emergency was. Nurses had already started performing CPR. When I got there, to my absolute horror and disbelief, the patient in cardiac arrest was the same man I crossed paths with, going the other way on the link bridge. Same wild hair, same bushy mustache, same hospital pajamas. Not a lookalike, the exact same guy. Down to the pink IV on his left hand. We tried CPR for 25 minutes, but we could not get him back. I don't know. I just thought that was cool because it came from a doctor. Even if it's not real, it was kind of a cool so story. Most of the real the stories like that that are, you know, I mean, that's a pretty weird story. But a lot of those are more believable because of the anticlimactic nature. You know, it's like, right. He doesn't seem like he's like, and then the crazy thing happened. He was just like, yeah, I was nonchalantly. They remember how casual it was. 
and how they're not really are thinking about it. And then they look back and think, huh. I don't you know. hear that a lot from nurses. And nurses are doing like the night shift and they'll see a patient that's got out of bed and they'll follow them into a room and they'll walk in the room's empty with no one in there. That's the usual go-to for nurses and people in medicine. Oh, Has anyone ever yeah. been inside a crematorium? No, fuck that. No. no. <laughs> Have you? What the fuck? Yeah. I used to work right next to one. Actually, it was on the... I, I worked at, at a VA hospital for a long time and... Right next to the engineering department, I'm an electrician, so I, I was right next to the old crematorium that was it's it decommissioned. But I had to go down there once in a while to investigate, like if there's like electrical issues and whatever else. And yeah, there was two big fucking crematoriums down there, and they said that they had to burn the bodies of thousands of veterans that passed away at the hospital. And it's fucking creepy. I, I don't believe in ghosts or anything like that, but it's still creepy just going down there seeing that. Yeah, the energy would linger, I'm sure. It's got to be creepy. I remember a story about my dad. Um, okay. Let's hear it. So, he worked as a taxi driver when, like a long time ago. And one night, a bride stopped him at night, like very late, around, I don't know, 10, 11 p.m., and gave him some directions to go to. He knew where to go, and so he went there. And uh, where he was, it was right like near a cemetery, like a block away. And so my dad turned back to see her and to ask her, like, where do you want to, me to let you out, right? And she wasn't there. Like, he, she got into the taxi, they drove there, and and she wasn't there when he stopped near the cemetery. Not exactly there, but uh, near. The That's was hard. Did she pay in advance? Is the important question. Had she already paid? <laughs> and did she put out? <laughs> <laughs> That's a know. common tale too. Uh, I mean, we have a similar story like that uh, somewhere down south in the states, where this woman in a white dress is on the side of the highway and asks for a ride. She gets in, and then after a while, she's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, there are many stories, but I believe him. I believe that that happened yeah, to him. Because he, yeah. he, he told me he was scared the whole time looking through the rear mirror to see why she at night um, a bride going where, right? He never thought of, uh, oh, that direction is right next to a cemetery. So he was looking at her, and... She said she didn't spoke to him at all. He was afraid too, so who wouldn't I don't be? Know. I believe him. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes it more real too when it's somebody you know that tells you about some crazy yeah, shit. No. Usually they're kind of hesitant too. Think... They're like, why are there never any good uh, hauntings? Like maybe a housekeeper died in your property and they just clean up after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> Well, Cretchen, are you supposed to be Amelia Earhart? We uh, have our little private chat <laughs> in here, and uh, Drew asked if you're Amelia Earhart, and Cretchen's response is great. I said, yes, I'm planning to misjudge my navigation, get stranded on a remote island, and die alone days later. Cretchen, <laughs> so it, it's not, a, yeah, it's not Amelia Earhart. This is the uh, random shit I found in the closet because I didn't really spend time setting up a Halloween costume, but the kids don't <laughs> care because I'm handing out candy. Uh, me neither, obviously. I have this hood. Murph was asking what I'm supposed to be, and I'm like, I don't know. I I found I have this hood. That's it. <laughs> I was gonna ask you what you were. 
Illuminati no, confirmed. No, nothing. we just went. I went up into our <laughs> attic and I pulled out this witch hat and that weird robe, and I'm like, oh yeah, have costumes. Well, rugs and, and blankets. I put it on is because Andy was all pissed when we got on. He's like, "You motherfuckers! I got all dressed up." <laughs> like, let me go. <laughs> yeah, man. It's fucking Halloween. <laughs> well, you guys got anything else? Do you want to? You want to wrap it up, or do you, does anybody else have anything they want to? Any? Well, scary I, mean, yeah, I got a question for everybody here. I don't like scary movies, but oh. uh, what is everyone's like most intense like horror gore? Fucking like the worst thing you've ever seen in as far as like what Hollywood has put out. Hostile. Yeah, hostile. That's exactly what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. It's not scary. It it is kind of scary if you think about like traveling to Europe and like that actually being a thing, which I'm sure it is. But uh the it's just gross. I always say that. That the horror movies are rarely scary. They're just gross. They're how gratuitous can we get with ripping people's guts out and like chopping their dicks off and whatever else they do in hostile? Like <laughs> That's all it is. It's just nasty. It's not even yeah, like gore porn. <laughs> gore porn sucks, kind of. But like, I think there's some really good horror out there still. Um, but the gore porn isn't really Cannibal that Holocaust. Good. You ever seen that? Yeah, no shit, right? Like that's like the classic gore porn. That guy had to go to court and prove that he didn't kill real animals in that movie. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty wild back then. It's got to be the worst. Like, who wrote a script? That's just thing? disgusting. Lips to assholes. That sounds like a winner. Oh well, yeah, that. South Park yeah. actually did a whole episode uh, <laughs> just making fun of that movie. <laughs> yeah, man. Human Sentai Pad. If you guys haven't seen yeah. that, it's fucking it's hilarious. Amazing. Why won't it read? It's classic. <laughs> How about a horror movie where a doctor removes a four-foot blood clot out of a vaccinated myocarditis patient, turns his back to the cookie sheet with a scalpel on it and it comes to life and strangles him and murders him. I think that'd be a good plot twist. That could be made in a couple years. <laughs> Sounds like Invasion it's of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, that, that <laughs> may not be fiction. That was the same thing to me. So the first Saw, I thought, had a great idea and premise and it was like it had new. had a cool twist. Yeah, and it had a cool twist. It was awesome. But then every single one after that was like, how creative can we get with killing people? And that was it. Because the, the premise was already like kind of spoiled. Yeah, we knew what was so. going on. And then it was like, oh, can we cut this guy in half? Like, it was just, it got, it. the scary one, I think it was the second one, was where the chick falls into a tub of like used needles. That oh, one is actually like, yeah, that's oh, no. I'm not even scared of needles, but that thought of like a bunch of used needles and you fall in, they're sticking out of you everywhere. Yeah. Like, ugh. No, I think that was see no evil. No, My I think that movie was, is viral. Uh, Have you guys seen just, that? If people that like horror well. movies, vile. Yeah, if you guys haven't vile. heard of Martyrs, Martyrs is one to see if you're into horror movies. But that's a French one. You got to deal with subtitles too. But uh. it's it's and it is like there is some extreme violence, and it goes beyond what I like. I don't like the gore either. But the psychological aspect of the movie was killer. It was unbelievable. And, of course, it was one of those European movies that now has an American-made counterpart to it, and it's garbage. Just like uh, if you guys have seen Let the Right One In, that's a Swedish vampire movie. It's really fucking weird and creepy. crosses a lot of weird lines. But then, of course, they made Let Me In, which is the American version. So they always do that shit. Yeah, the, yeah, the best actual horror are the ones that are psychological or something that's close enough to reality where you can imagine yourself in that, you know, predicament or something. It's oh, well, a little scarier, but... Carpenter's The Thing has both. We just watched that. On, upon your Fuck request, yeah. we watched Hell the yeah. 
There's a lot of dead dogs. Very sad. It, yeah, yeah, I forgot this, how yeah. cheesy, yeah, forgot how cheesy 80s movies were no, until 80s, I watched that. So 80s like, movies have Christ. a creep factor, though. The way that they're produced, there's something about the quality of 80s movies where when you watch it, it's just like Uncanny Valley or something. Like the way that the guy's head falls off because every part of them. And stuff, like the yeah, it's like a claymation. Some of the greatest special effects of all time. Me, in this thing. Yeah, it's scary. Well, oh, there's yeah. a movie I watched a while back, and it's called, uh, what is it called? Visitor Q. If you've never heard of it before, it's really fucking weird. It's not a horror movie, necessarily. It's a Japanese, like, this guy is, like, way out. And, yeah, it's it's more of a cycle. It's almost like a uh, Clockwork Orange kind of movie, but it's got a lot of, it's way more graphic. <laughs> nice. uh, Funny games. And there's like wow. yeah, there's there's certain types of movies you can watch once or twice, and like Requiem for a Dream, I've seen it once. I'll never watch that movie again. No need. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Barbarian. I think you mentioned that one before, right? Someone mentioned Barbarian. Yeah. I just didn't know the name. I said this one that just came out this year, right? Barbarian. Have seen no. that one, Barbarian? No, like a horror movie. Oh, Barbarian! Yeah, it came out like a few few weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's with Justin Long, like that. an Apple that guy. Was, that one was pretty good. Huh, yeah, it looked good. I want to see that one. Cretchen, do you have any uh, favorite horror movies, or do you even like horror movies, or do you just? I don't. Really I don't yeah, I don't want to watch horror movies. I would say that if you want to go scariest or ones that affected, you know, psychologically, uh, two come to mind. One would be Jaws, the original Jaws. Um, that messes you up from swimming. Um, oh, yeah. and as, a, as a kid, I was oh, yeah. convinced that every deep end of the pool had a shark in it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the other one, believe it or not, uh, similar reason, Star Trek 2, because there's that scene where they put the worm in the dude's ear. As a Ooh. kid, that messed me up like you wouldn't believe. So <laughs> go back yeah, and watch the, that. It's an 80s thing, so it looks creep or it looks faky now, but just the concept of the worm going in your ear. So. Yeah, no, Cratchit, yeah. I agree. with That's what I was kind of saying when we watched the thing. Those were all new concepts. The weird horror that was in the 80s was brand new to us as kids. So watching it was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And now everything's on the table. And that's the so thing, too, matter. is, yeah, as kids, like, some of the shit you'd see now is not scary at all compared to, like, a movie about taxes and the government would be way more terrifying <laughs> to me than the gore movies. It's the conditioning. <laughs> They've they've had to build it up over decades and normalize violence and gore and yeah ingrain well, yeah, that. Go back to the beginning of when these movies were actually starting to be made. Think about like uh, some of the the classics, um, like The Shining, for example, which that's fucking creepy as shit too. If you actually watch it, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. I actually have yeah, a story. I've actually, nice. I've actually been to that house when I was in yeah. training. We took a the house it was filmed at, or the house people died at. Is that a well, true story? Well, when I was at uh, I in Wichita Falls, Texas, I was at the Shepard Air Force Base going through training at the time. And we got a bunch of classmates that wanted to go down and just take a day trip to this area. I had no idea where we were going. We all just got drunk as fuck and drove out <laughs> there. And I had no idea what was going on. We had to go off the freeway for about <laughs> 30 minutes. And... We got to this house that was all fenced up and had like caution tape, police tape around it. The the windows were all boarded up. They said when we got there, it was dark, and they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, there was like nine of us, I think. 
And uh, the guy that was taking us there said, oh yeah, this is the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we all go inside, but we had to kind of break in through the garage. And we got in there, and yeah, what we saw was, uh, well, lots of vandalism. Just things were just fucked up. All I mean, you can tell there were other people that broke in in the past. And but then you saw like these different like blood streaks that were coming down like the bathroom walls and stuff. And everyone just started getting these really weird, like eerie feelings. So we all just bounced out as fast as possible because we were also trespassing and we were in the military. That was wrong. More the Ed stories. There'd be more stories that ended with a scarier ending if you didn't just yeet the fuck out of there because that's how <laughs> all of my my scary stories would end too. Is like something almost happened and then I got the fuck out of there and nothing happened. And here we are. Well, uh, no, I I was trying to uh, truncate the uh, <laughs> the thing. Oh, if you wanted me to tell the entire thing, so we're all in there. We come in through the garage. As soon as you enter, you go to the right. There was the living room, right there. The kitchen was directly out of the out of the garage right in front of you so and then from the living room there's a staircase that goes up and right next to the staircase there's a bathroom we all walked into the bathroom kind of took a look at it there was like blood streaks it looked like they were coming down the wall of the of uh, by the bathtub and there was like looked like a body was dragged out i don't know if this was fake or not but we were in there all standing around just kind of looking at this and then all of a sudden yes there was a like a gust of wind or something that all of a sudden caused a door to slam the door that was allowing us to go from the kitchen area into the living room area. And at that point, everyone got freaked out because no one was standing by the door. And everyone's like, oh, ghosts. And that's what caused us to basically <laughs> fucking run. And... What, time of, what time of year was that? That was... Oh, shit. God, this was like fucking 20 years ago. No, no, no. What time of... What season? Yeah, I know. It was like 20 years ago. I can't All right. Uh, shit. Well, I, yeah, real I, I quick, uh, I wanted to welcome Ellie. Ellie made it. Yay! Hey, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. So Ellie said earlier that she does not have any creepy stories. Are you sure? God damn it. No scary stories. I already told him the creepy story from your show. Yeah. <laughs> we did. <hear> yeah. <laughs> I mean... I can see dead people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good one. At all. Exactly, right? That, that's just creepy all the time. So <laughs> it's just always happening. Yeah, and it kind yeah. of had a layer of creepy to that story that you shared at the start. How are you sure that that's not demonic entities? And how do you know it's people that have passed? Uh, it's happened ever since I was a little kid. Um, although it hadn't happened for, I don't know, probably a decade or more since my sister passed away. But um, like patients that have passed and it was only conversations that, you know, that we had had. So it was like private information between the two of us. Same thing with my sister. Now the incident on Ellie's show, I don't know who any of those people were. Um, so... Could it have been dark energy? Yes. But that being said, um, I also have empathic abilities. And so I didn't pick up anything dark, like, at all. It was just people, like, trying to communicate. So, yeah. Yeah, like, for me, there's there are some that absolutely have uh, 
ill will, but for the mm-hmm. most part, like, it's like I get their stories dropped into my head, if that makes any sense. Like, I just right. know their backstory. And a lot of them, they're just sad. And um, we had gone to this old building in Massachusetts, and it was like a mill. And there's just this guy standing in the corner, and he had jumped out of the building and committed suicide and just but I could like see his hat and like I could see what he was wearing and he wasn't trying to hurt anybody he was just stuck there so for the most part it's just literally dead people mm-hmm. <laughs> you have control over Sorry. you have control over being receptive of them or they just show up I um <laughs> yeah yeah like I can when I start to see him, if I don't want to, can you mute like, it? Kind of, yeah. Like I'll be like, I, I'll hear your story, but like I don't f- want to see you because the whole seeing creeps me out. Like when you're in your bathroom. Sometimes. No, <laughs> no, it's more when I drive past cemeteries. And they're standing in my shower. this is an interesting game. Well, anybody else well, got then. any more stories or creepy things? It doesn't have to be a true story. You could make one up. You should do a. Oh, Andy, what happened what? to the bobbing for stories idea? The what, what? Was that? Bobbing what? for stories. Your wife. Oh man, yeah. I think that would have that would have been awesome. Maybe we'll do that next time. But um, <laughs> yeah, the idea was to have a big bucket of water with apples, with like <laughs> or something where I'd have to bob for conspiracies or something. This is my wife's idea. She just wanted go. me to look like a fool. On <laughs> I was going to say, she just wanted you to dunk your head in a bucket of water trying to get an apple with your teeth. Yeah. That was a setup. I, mean, yeah. I make her laugh the most if I slip and fall. So <laughs> <laughs> your awesome would have been like a great night for her. <laughs> she has plans for you, Andy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> got a, the, got a the origins of uh, bobbing apples, like I was saying before, where druids would drag people out of their homes. Uh comes from they would have a huge cauldron of boiling water and whoever could grab the apple snatch the apple out of the boiling water in one bite they would release them and they would be not sacrificed so that's where the tradition of bobbing for apples comes from i don't know what's worse i think i'd rather have my head lobbed off than do that right apparently most people did it and stuck their head in the water um and i i believe at stonehenge was one of the sites and um through digging they would they found like 14 or 15 bodies and most of them were decapitated as well that was the go-to method of getting rid of people back in the day it was just cut the head off But what a blessing i would be like fuck this time period anyway it's dumb as fuck i hate everybody everyone hates everybody yeah please peace me out as quick as possible you know what this era is called it's called the dark ages just yeah it sucks here man but look at our buildings they're pretty good hey so when yeah. i was in 11th grade in my english class uh in high school i had a teacher that was from palestine and he really fucking was just a weird guy and he he taught like an entire week of torture like he was just showing us all these different torture techniques that have been used throughout history. I don't know why he was showing that in an English course, but he <laughs> talked about this one thing. Like, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because of Halloween, and it's like the only time I would ever want to even bring this up to anyone. It's called sca- I put this. Uh, the it's called scaphism. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, if you're not aware of what that is, it is the 
most brutal way to kill someone like ever, and it takes like three weeks to kill the person. Oh, elaborate. Yeah, please, please expand on that. I would love to hear. <laughs> Torture is my least favorite thing on earth. I think I was tortured no, I... to death in multiple past lives, but I would love to hear it. I yeah, I completely don't like this kind of stuff at all. I mean, there's definitely lots of ways to uh, harm mm. a person, but this was like considered the most brutal way to kill someone based on like high no. treason or like you, you just fuck the emperor's uh you know daughter or something like that or you know i think this is actually worse than a blood eagle i haven't done either but uh the blood eagle thing is another one if you want to look up some fucked up shit i, I don't know if they actually did that yeah. stuff but yeah so I... I remember being in english class and for some reason my english teacher i forget what we were learning about but we were also talking about basically medieval torture techniques and we all had to like write a scary story and we were paired up and the method of death that my partner and I came up with were was having a rat trapped in a bucket and you put a light on top so the rat would burrow down into the stomach and yep. apparently our, my teacher was very disturbed and he's like why did you guys think of this we're like I don't know so apparently it's not just your English teacher I had a weird one too cool. <laughs> that, they do that in what do they do that in? There's a movie or in Game of the Thrones. Inquisition. Or yeah, they do. Yeah, there was the movie. They put the bucket on the guy and then they yeah. light a fire under the end of it, and all the rats go and burrow into him. Yeah, no, like, thank you. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Path of least resistance. No, 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 no. All the no's for that one. I'm not doing. Joe, that. I haven't seen or heard a single fart yet. Oh, uh, my bad. Hang on, dude. <laughs> Play your scariest <laughs> Halloween fart. Uh, that one would be the ghost fart from Ghost from My Third Eye. <laughs> That's the worst one. <laughs> sounds like you drew mud on that one. <laughs> drew mud. It sounds like it's trying to talk. <laughs> oh, my, so our fucking. Okay, I think we have kids out there fucking shit up or something. No, let's, they don't. Let's wrap this shit up. Uh, anybody have any closing <laughs> comments? Want to plug anything before we get out of here? Look at this mom. Look at this mom that rang the doorbell and then her baby. So sorry, just really quick. I know this is like a, an audio show too. So we have a ring doorbell. So we have a huge bucket of candy out there and there's this little tiny baby. The mom rings the doorbell, not looking at the huge bucket of candy below her. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm watching this video. This little girl's like, mom, Molly, it's right here. But she's like two. So she can't talk. And the mom just goes, okay, and just pick some candy and fucking left. So Duh. we don't have to answer the door. We're good. We're good she, for a couple. She of didn't get to the razor blades in the bottom of the ball, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the fentanyl. Remember, that's All the big the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My my kid. How come no like, one did that when I was a kid? He's like, I don't want to. I want to make sure I don't get rainbow fentanyl. I'm like, trust me, kid. That sounds fun. Giving out the drugs for free. That doesn't happen. Maybe once somewhere at some point, but. I'm definitely not giving my drugs away to some snot in those fucking kids. If someone's giving away drugs to kids, it's because they want that kid to stay right there so they can kidnap them and do god-awful things to them. They're not giving them away and letting them leave. You know what's funny about that is we, our news station here was warning people about um, not only the the fentanyl that looks like Skittles, but also that, that parents were finding that they were having edibles in their kids' candy, and I'm like, Okay, That's I funny. don't do edibles, but I'm I'm pretty Honest sure like if people had edibles, they weren't going to be handing them out to the neighborhood kids. Yeah, who's wasting them? More fear porn. I want them. Yeah. Yeah. The like, propaganda. Um, 
Yeah, that's the normie propaganda, but I'm surprised there's not an urban legend for conspiracy theorists that all the candy's been vaccinated. Smart dust. You ever heard of smart dust? It's possible. They put a lot of shit we, in candy know, corn. So they can we already know that, that it's completely poison. Well, yeah, the candy itself is bad enough. Like, you, you, yeah. you can't really you don't make have it to do anything work. else, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big death ritual Halloween, you know? You you consume death, you celebrate death. The the elites are a death cult, so that's and many what they kids celebrate in this time of the year. <clears throat> yep, well, this is one of the bells that's in us. So I can consume some death. <laughs> consume death. <laughs> that is the message. Everybody go out, have fun, consume some death. Let's do it. All right, we love you guys. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, for uh, that, Andy from Deep Share, Deplorable Janet from Deplorable Nation, Andrew from Telegram, right, dude? Andrew B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got it right. Yay. Murphy from Tub Turkey Podcast, Diego, and I'm sorry, I don't. your names aren't up on the screen, and you're very frozen. And Wallace. Okay. There, now you're not frozen. From Watch the Collapse, Drew from You're Missing the Point, and Ellie from... uh, Speed bumps. bumps. Jesus Christ. I have too much shit to remember. <laughs> All right, guys. This was a lot. A great, a great creepy night. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.